Hey, After Buzz TV fans, welcome to the Limitless After Show. We're talking about episode 20. Hi, my name is Rebecca Harris. Tune in as we discuss Rebecca on NZT. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes, welcome back. This is the Limitless After Show. I'm your lead host, JB. You can follow me at HeyJohnBlake on social media, alongside the full panel, Amanda. Hello, I'm Amanda. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AmandaFTA31. Awesome, and Frank. Hey, guys, it's Frank Majorana. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. Let's go. Let's talk right into this episode. Um, I loved it. We came off of an episode with Bradley Cooper. Tough to compare with that. But I think they did a really good job. I mean, we saw Rebecca on NZT for the first time. How cool was that, guys? It was great, and I loved that. It was completely from her perspective. I wrote, Rebecca's story, finally. This is exactly what we wanted. Yeah. We always said we want to know more about her and more about her father more about her childhood, and that's exactly how it opened, so I was I was hooked from the beginning. I will agree with you that I like that we got to Rebecca's story. I think that's a great point. This yeah. is a, a, an important episode of, of her, of her character. The one thing, though, that I didn't like was that all along, all season, we've been talking about how Rebecca keeps pace with Brian while he is on the drug. Right. So, you know, she's always been there, and she had this line that said, you had me at a disadvantage um, up to this point, and Maybe so, but his advantage was that he lied to her. It wasn't necessarily that he was on NZT. Is It's just that he lied to her. So we talked a lot about, about how she would figure out things before him or had natural talents. Um, that, of course, the NZT led to a lot of interesting moments. But for me, in a way, it took a little bit away from her because I thought she was on the verge of figuring all this out, and she did, without taking the pill. But then she took the pill to to further her action and, and drive this episode. So I guess for me, in a way, it, it took a little bit away from her character. Hmm. Interesting perspective. I mean, granted, I, I agree somewhat with you because Rebecca on NZT, where she has like normal Rebecca is pretty close to Brian on NZT. Like right. she's comparable. Right. Her on NZT is like unstoppable. That's like right. she yeah. is going to be the first female president of the United States <laughs> and like possibly the world. Um, <laughs> the president of the world? President of the of world. Of the free world. She okay. will conquer the globe All right. and then be president of I'll it. I'll take her over Hillary. I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, she's... Oh. <laughs> this is the second week we've talked about politics <laughs> and the show. Well, yeah, we don't need to digress into a political debate. <laughs> but, no, I do, I do think that it is kind of unfair. She's such a smart person, so her fueled by NZT is insane. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it was cool to see what it looks like for a naturally gifted person to have that boost. And, you know, I think they, they handled it in a way that, that made sense. She was smarter than Brian. Like, she figured everything out so quickly. It was her first experience on NZT. Um, even in the first few minutes interrogating Brian, at, you know, in his apartment, she figured all of this out from, like, the blood in his face. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's insane. Like, she has seen so much in her life previous. There's so much more for her to draw on. And Brian admitted that. He was like, you on NZT is completely unfair. Like, Yeah, he was kind of, when she figured out the first thing, he was kind of like, well, 
okay, yeah, like fine. <laughs> yeah, kind like, of, like, and I'm back it. out of my league. Yeah. But I like that it also kind of brought us back to the basics of what NZT is because now it's it's been to the point where like I remember when he, when we first started, we would see like the pill go down his throat and they'd be very detailed about that, and right. now he just like pops them in and you it's just part of the story. So it was cool to see. Again, like how the world changes and how you start to see, like, the, just exactly how the drug affects you and how she spoke about how, like, when you're looking through the information, it, you would think you're just a robot, but you felt more alive than ever before. And I just, I don't know, I kind of needed after episode 20 kind of like a refresher on exactly what this drug does. It was cool to kind of like go back to the beginning. Yeah, and if you notice what they did with color, the saturation that we normally see with Brian is a little orange hue. Mm -hmm. It was doubly so tonight. Oh, yeah. right. Her lips were almost brown when we were yeah. watching it going through. So uh, even in the quality of the visuals had changed with two people on NZT. And I liked how Rebecca's visuals were all very structured. When she was going through the DNA, she used her hand and you saw all these very technical and specific and precise visuals mm -hmm. as to when Brian, as compared to when Brian is on NZT, it's very cartoonish. There's, mm -hmm. you know, he's very silly. He was poster eating boards. A, yeah, poster boards and puppets. Pop, exactly. school you know, sticks. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah, there were a contrast of styles, even though they were on the same drug. Yeah, yeah no, I, I like what both of you, see, you guys said, and I think we we want like they wanted the audience to notice it, and I'm glad because it's been a little while. We've gotten so used to Brian on NZT, it sort of has become the norm of the show rather than in the beginning when they were making it a very specific point to say, like, now he's on NZT, now he's not, and it was a very... You know, again, like you said, Frank, the saturation is it's such an orange hue. Yeah. Um, it almost looks like you're wearing like blue blockers. That's true. Uh, Their lips know. especially. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. It's like yellow. Uh, but it, I mean, it, like it serves a purpose. It's not just, you know, them to do, to do like one wash of like, okay, she takes the pill. It's to show her whole process. And right from the beginning, this was like an entirely Rebecca episode. Right. Um, not just that she was the main focus, which she has been in a couple other episodes, but it was told from her perspective, which I think, uh, Amanda, you pointed out. I love Really that. interesting. I mean, even in the intro, they did sort of like a montage, like um, Rebecca mini biopack. You know, they continued it throughout the episode, but we got a little bit more of... of where she comes from, you know, seeing her as a child, seeing her see her dad that way as a drug addict, like yeah. the impact it had for her and that leading up to the reason she became a cop, like to, right. to see her make that decision at such a young age really set the episode up and really explained a lot of her character for me. I mean, it's things I assumed, but it was nice that they made that clear, like, no, she's from literally like seven years old wanting to be a cop because her dad was this one case she could never solve, uh, which is interesting. It kind of explains a lot and I think is mirrored by the fact that she is, you know, not a person that should take NZT all the time. I mean, right. even Nas, I think, makes it very clear. Like, she is an addictive personality. She should not be one who who tries this. She's the last person that should try it. She really is. Um, and I think that's true. I mean, I don't think she needs it. And to see how much she liked it, they really brought back how NZT is a drug and not, you know, it allows you to do a lot of great things. They solved the case. They worked really well together. 
but at the same time, it's a drug. And I think that a part of the you know style that they used to show her on NZT was to highlight the fact that she is this is like a drug induced Rebecca, um, and just bringing that idea back that it is. It's a drug. Like she's she's basically yeah. high. Like mm-hmm. I mean, in a very productive way. But and going off that, when they were in the trailer with the woman, I don't remember exactly what her name was, but the initials. She was AG, right? Mm-hmm. She, yes, AG. She. I liked how they kind of explained that when she was off the shots and ended up being getting off everything, she ended up becoming going into a lot of withdrawal, and then she basically had to use painkillers to to help with the pain, and it kind of just reminded you that. Okay, it is a drug, and just what drugs are, and you know, at, at the end of the day, they're not as good as we, you know, they're not ama- as amazing as NZT seems to be in most episodes. Yeah, that, you know, it seems to be amazing, but it's still drug. That's a great point, except for like the actor had like perfect legs. Did you notice she had like well, of course amazing legs and like anyway, I only wanted you to see her to be Frank. a little bit. Oh, only no. Frank noticed that. No, I'm not the only one. You men out there noticed too. <laughs> Um, but you know, maybe a little bit more decrepit, I would have thought from her. But I, yeah. I think the performance was got the point across, like yeah. you said. I will say that the episode, the start and the finish of the episode, the first ten and the last ten, I thought were really, really strong. Of this, you know, it brought you right in the the opening shot where Rebecca has a bullet coming at her, nineteen hundred miles an hour, as she says, pulls you right into the episode. And you know, at the end, like JB was talking about, we have. Um, you know, Rebecca's showcase coming to a close with her dad and, and this sort of um, illusion that she has that he's still there. And they sort of get to say this goodbye to each other that I'm sure that they w- didn't have in real life. So uh, those two aspects, the, the very start and the very finish, I thought was really strong storytelling. Yeah. Uh, this episode, I really liked it. Yeah, I did like the father part at the end, except I didn't really feel like he... He wasn't there. It's it's clearly her mind made it up. So right. I think if I were Rebecca and I woke up the next day, I would say, you know, that my mind made that up. Like I gave myself that gift. It wasn't it wasn't like she really saw her father or even saw some type of like hallucination or or um, ghost of her father. She just saw what her mind created, which I guess is a hallucination, but it wasn't. I don't know. Right. Well, it's, it's just it's not really him. It's interesting that she was seeing him so often. I mean, yeah. Brian said he saw, you know, uh, the like he sees Ringo Starr, <laughs> but we only ever see him usually see himself, like versions right. of himself. Or kind people of, who are alive. Right. Um, but it was interesting for Rebecca. I mean, it just shows how unresolved that is, even though she's sort of devoted her life to to something it is unsolved. Like, it's an unsolved mystery in her life, and she needs to close that before um, she can move on. And I wonder if she can do that with NZT or if that's just going to spin her down a a dangerous path. Yeah, she could. I mean, do we think she's going to get addicted? I feel like she may. She may want to... I mean, he kind of went away with her asking a question. She may want to get him back and... And ask him more questions. Well, that's the danger with this truck, right? Yeah. You take it once, and she says it before she takes it. She says, I know this has a hell of a hangover. But she does it anyway. So this has been the question with Boyle when he has the drug mm-hmm. and with Rebecca now and uh, Casey before that. When you take this drug, it is highly addictive, and it really sends you off health-wise. So 
Uh, I think she's smart enough to move past it where she's not going to need it anymore. She seems to be totally in control, doesn't need anything emotionally, uh, seems pretty proud of herself, and I don't think needs to be this person who is better than who she is now. She's pretty damn good as, as a sober person. And <laughs> to whereas Brian, remember the whole, the, the start of this show, the reason for this show is that Brian wanted to be somebody a little bit better than himself. And so there, I think there was an emotional reason for him to elevate his behavior that just isn't there for Rebecca because she's already accomplished things on her own. I don't know. I think she's more insecure than we think she is. Really? I think she, A, has daddy issues, clearly. (laughs) Clearly. I think, B, she has interesting tastes in men. Like, she dated the the one guy. She's like, we can't talk to him because I had, like, a date with him and stuff. Quinton. I remember that. And we were like, no. Yeah, remember? Yeah, that that was... A weird story. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel I just feel like she's not as secure with her. She has made amazing accomplishments and she's an amazing person, but I just don't know if she's as secure with herself as fair as, point. as you think she is. I mean, to that point though, I feel like they did bury a little like foreshadowing seed of Team Brecca because you know while she was on NCT, Rebecca's father sort of gave it seemed like permission <laughs> for her to you know as legitimizing her feelings for Brian. He was like, I can see why you like him. Um, you know, whether that means she likes, likes him will, <laughs> is up for debate. Um, so we'll, we'll have to stay tuned um, in future episodes to see. But I thought that was an interesting choice that they made to to intentionally put the father figure, like, acknowledging Brian and, and her feelings for him. Yeah, and also she comes to the realization that Brian is putting everything on the line by turning in Mr. Sand, she has no connection anymore to, or uh, Brian has no connection anymore to a shot with Piper being in Sands's hands and Mora probably unwilling to help him any further um, given the confrontation scene that they had uh, last episode. So Brian has really put it all on the line for Rebecca and she recognizes that and mm-hmm. it, it makes her emotional and I think really shines through the character that Brian had in helping her out and helping her bring this unanswered question in her life to a conclusion and, and to a satisfactory one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking about the whole Brian-Rebecca dynamic, I thought it was really interesting to watch them both interact on NZT. I mean, from the initial scene with them during the interrogation, um, you know, he sort of, he was very forthcoming, telling her right off the bat that he is not immune to NZT, kind of letting the cat out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, letting her realize everything. He, he, it was a very, like, mentor-y role for, for Brian to take, which I thought was very interesting because it's the reverse most days. Um, and now we see Brian sort of playing along. He had undone the handcuffs but was still, <laughs> you know, doing this charade because it was it made her more comfortable, more in control. So it was interesting to see that dynamic and it sort of shift when Brian realized like okay you're speeding past me like you know he kind of defaulted to a little bit more the wayside got ice cream was still there to help because he is on NZT and is very capable but it was interesting where he sort of let Rebecca figure things out Mm -hmm. and was there in in more support than we've seen um, him because otherwise he just kind of goes off and wanders and, and which he sort of did but um, I love you know, he, he, he has he has more of a motive, I guess, to continuously help um, on the sidelines, more so than he had 
for this. I felt like he was kind of waiting for Rebecca to take the lead a little bit more. How'd you guys think? I mean, I loved when he, I loved when he had that ice cream. I just yeah. have to point that out. I just thought it was the funniest. Yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was weird just, though. It was I mean, weird. it was a smiley face, which I, I liked. Was it like a yeah. CGI popsicle? No, that was real. Though? That was real. I don't know. It looked a little weird. It's, why would they weird. do that? Why wouldn't he just I have, get a regular icicle? I think that'd be a lot know. cheaper. But I, I do think that he was kind of being a mentor. But I also think that he knew that she had to kind of figure it out on her own. It was something that she wanted to do. She was so determined, and so he just kind of yes, he was behind. But he also knew that it was something she had to do for herself. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm just you listening. do. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I it. I think yeah, you're right <laughs> on the money there. You've got a lot of good points tonight, Amanda. I'm Fair on enough. fire. Maybe yeah. I'm on NZT. Maybe <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's talk about Sands then. He is breaking out on his own, uh, which is confirmed. We kind of alluded to that with Bradley Cooper's character Eddie Morris saying that like he's gone rogue. But without having seen him and, and know, knowing, you know, firsthand what he's doing, it's, it's difficult to just trust what Eddie, Eddie Mora says, right. uh, specifically after he's about to, like, make a, a presidential speech. Um, so he is finally taking control. It seems like he's just fed up with all of the grunt work and then doing other people's bidding and just being kind of a, a do this fixer man for, for all these higher ups. And he, to put it in Brian's words, is kind of involved in this whole Legion of Doom group uh, where they, they've captured Piper. They're kind of cornering the whole NZT market and are about to break off and do their own thing. Um, we didn't get a lot from who the other characters are. It seemed like one of them, um, I think she was like an Irish lady, was romantically involved with yeah. Sands. Um, but we didn't really see anyone else. We, we saw he, he put a tray down of NZT to a table of, of, of goons. But we never really <laughs> see what's behind that. Season two. Um, season two. I don't exactly. think so, though, because Sans got caught, and I was a little bit disappointed that he got caught so quickly because I wanted to see this organization become more and become organized and start to make moves against Mora and and uh, Brian. But Sans shows a little respect to Brian by texting him before the assassin shoots Rebecca. So there is a mutual respect there that Brian had saved uh, Sans' son, but ultimately it's what caused Sans to get caught uh, because mm-hmm. they planted the seed in his mind, you know, using Rebecca's bugs in her apartment that, you know, they needed to get it back over there. So, um, yeah, and, and not just that, but Sans also owes his own life to Brian. Yeah. You know, he yeah. came to him when he was re- in real bad shape, yeah, and, and Brian, you know, fixed him up. So I think that he does owe Brian more than one in the fact that he kind of mentions, I can't just kill him. He's done some stuff for, for me in the past is, yeah. is really true. Like, it's kind of twofold. So it's not not something he can get over easily and just check that off the list and, and, and kill Brian. I mean, um, similar to his relationship with um, Houston, which we see, I mean, in a different way, mm-hmm. um, he is kind of a sentimental person. Which is weird for an assassin. <laughs> yeah, but he's in jail now. So I don't understand I, how that organization continues. I think he has some tricks up his sleeve. I think he's going to either figure out a way to get out or he's going to be able to have some type of communication with that squad 
know if we well, yeah, should call I, I mean, squad, but outside, <laughs> you know, there should, there's going to the be... The Legion of Doom. Well, because it was kind of bizarre to me how he just all of a sudden became this, like, villain, like, insane villain. Like, I, I almost feel like the writers kind of came up with that last minute. Wait, wait, wait. You thought Sans was an insane villain? Yeah. No. And I'm asking the past that? couple... I thought he was. I like, mean, he is definitely putting in motion like some type of mayhem. Okay, they had him in a room with like a table. I mean, he he clearly just because there's a table here. We okay. 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 There was a long <laughs> table. He had like a, a, a bunch of people. He was he doing was, drugs. He became like a villain. You know, I I will episodes. give you he he's a certified like, villain. I, I, were, I don't know if he's like I a th- super I, villain. I thought they were setting him up to be the villain of season two. But we don't know what his purposes were. You don't know what he said to that group. Only that they had the pill and they were there yeah. together. And so that evidence is just completely based on the way you thought the shot looked because they were in a dark room and he turns around menacingly in his chair and yeah, looks at his team. They made the shot to look like that so that you would you. think he'd right. be a villain. But well, no, if he I mean, was a villain, he would sayonara Brian right away, but he feels yeah. some sense well, of loyalty. He did, he did try respect. to. He did try to. He did try to. He, he, said, get rid of there, like a, he said, get rid of both of them. Like he wouldn't have texted Brian to let him know he was coming duck. if he genuinely wanted him to die. I no, think, true. For that, for that, but I But every I villain has, most villains nowadays on television have some type of moral, like they have some redeeming qualities. Okay. Like I'm thinking of, who am I thinking of? I don't know. I'll, I'll come back. But <laughs> well, like, I, I mean, this could be. They have redeeming qualities. This could be early stage Sans villain. Um, yeah. You know, we just saw him incarcerated once. He just got basically screwed over by Brian. Probably not going to sit well as yeah. he's in jail thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if he yeah. really did organize this whole Legion of Doom, you know, I I would only assume that they would have some type of capability to get him out. I mean, I don't know how many people he's working with specifically, but if there is a team and they have Piper, they've got NZT, you know, a team of people can definitely figure out how to break out of prison. We've seen Brian, who's... No one, uh, you know, yeah. he's on NZT and he can do insane things. Like he All overthrows right. governments. So you know, it's very possible that Sands might not be in jail for very long. And if he does get out, I can only assume that he would have a pretty big vendetta against Brian, and maybe that would make him or transform him into the villain Sands that uh, we need. Well, I mean, what a formidable foe! Like he is. Not only very good with his own skills as a, you know a former secret agent spy, but if given the the power of NZT and like a, a competent team, that's a pretty intense adversary, I guess. For especially Brian, if if his NZT days are numbered, like it's racing against the clock at that point. Well, that's what the last two episodes are going to be about. Can Brian get the shot? Can he survive beyond the Mora organization or getting pills from the FBI? At the end of the episode, we saw his name played in the trash. Obviously, a clear indicator that he's not going to be at the FBI anymore as he pursues Piper and trying to free himself ultimately from this drug. But he's taken it so much now for so long that it is truly life or death for him to get that shot. Because if he doesn't, I mean, he's he's down for the count. I he's going to be like the woman in the trailer. Exa- well, worse than that, because yeah. he's been taking it 
regularly every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going all the way back to the movie, I mean, when you take it, he took it, Bradley Cooper took it for several days in a row. And when he came off it, he almost died. And actually, earlier this season... Brian had an episode like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. Earlier this season, he almost died, too. So that's mm-hmm. what I think the last two episodes are really going to be about. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, mm-hmm. it was great to see this whole, like, trap set up with Sans. Yeah. Um, you know, them thinking ahead. I'm surprised that if he did... Sans had access to NZT that he didn't see that coming. But I think it was more a play for the audience like uh, you know everything is happening and we think they're just doomed because they're, it's so obvious thankfully finally bringing back the surveillance in Rebecca's apartment that they set up several episodes ago yes um, but I, I love that little twist of oh yeah I totally saw that we set this whole thing up um, well it further Amanda's point about Rebecca being superwoman on NZT right mm-hmm. so Sands could potentially be on NZT, Brian too, but Rebecca's better than all of them normally, so when she takes that pill, she's she's better than them both. So I think the capture of Sands is realistic, to address your point where you said, you know, he's sort of on NZT, so he should have saw it coming. I think that's true, but when you have three people right. on NZT working against each other, two versus one, she's I think that top. created an advantage for Rebecca, and ultimately they caught him. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting how, mm-hmm. how when they all are on the drug, it's sort of a, an even playing field again, and everybody's operating almost, I mean, they're all operating at like a super level, but they're, you know, within their normal ratios, I guess. Yeah, of it each all other. depends on what they've seen, what they've absorbed, like what they've absorbed in their life. Right. So she's been through FBI training and all that kind of stuff. That That's stuff, right. That sticks with her. That's a great point. She watches TED Talks. She does. In her house by herself (laughs) on lying. She's a little lonely. Which I'm, right? Which is why I'm saying she's not as secure as we think she is. Oh my God. I mean, she shouldn't have been dating Quentin. That's just weird. Yeah. Or Casey. Um, Well, I mean, they had a thing on Dexter. Obviously, that's a different show entirely. (laughs) Oh, so since they had it on Dexter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, when we we had Josh in the studio, he mentioned that, you know, when they were casting, um, Jennifer Carpenter recommended uh, him as uh, for the role, which is great. I mean, I, I love when stars actually do have real chemistry because they've worked together or they get along and they're friends in real life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that Quentin. made so much more sense, which is why the whole Quentin storyline seemed a little thrown in just to tie a storyline together, not yeah. because of any real chemistry. But I do like that point you made earlier, you know, about... Well, she doesn't have great taste in men. I mean, Amanda, I think that's a, I think she that's doesn't. actually a valid point. She um, but I don't, I don't sense the chemistry between them as being romantic between Brian and Rebecca. I right. think there is a love there, but it's not a love that says I want you, I right. need you, oh baby, oh baby. It's you know I respect you and care about you deeply, and I think that's it's like brother sister love. Yeah, which is more than I can say for Brian's real sister. I was just about to say. Oh, the rat. (laughs) I kind of didn't miss her this week. Yeah, yeah. I was fine without her. Would anybody ever miss her ever? No, but however, I did miss Mike and Ike. I did too, yeah. You know, it's nice having those guys in there, but the show... They're the comedic relief a little bit. They are the comedic relief. The show took a more serious turn this Mm -hmm. week, and I think we'll be doing so for the next two episodes. I've been actually following Doug Arniakowski on Twitter, 
who I've mentioned before, they're actually still shooting the finale right now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, and it's coming out, uh, the season finale is on April 26th. We've got a break next week, then we'll be back on the 19th for the penultimate episode yes, and then the part finale. one of the finale it's broken up into two episodes so yeah. it should be pretty good pretty epic pretty epic and pretty they're epic. still editing they're still shooting in new york right now so uh they got a race they gotta yeah. get this thing ready yeah they do it's yeah no it's seriously it's kind of mimicking brian's race snowing against, uh, in new york right now i'm pretty sure it is. i don't know it's i think it snowed yesterday really yeah well, I was just saying that might be it's how, been that very might be nice messing here up in their LA. production schedule. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was 88 in Burbank today, so. I Not know, too shabby. Just, if you're out too there, shabby. East Coast, come on over. But you know what? People have had, like, snow days in New York. And that's one thing I miss. In April, what, being snow out here days? in LA, snow days. I mean, is it worth, though, just, you know, being miserable all the time in the cold? Not in April. Yeah. I, I grew up in Michigan, so I know yeah. what snow is. I know what cold is. And we used to wear shorts to school in April when it was like 55 degrees because oh, it felt gosh. like 80. Yeah. And then it would snow in April and it would just kill our hopes for the oh, next couple weeks. That's I just awful. miss those days yeah. where you wake up and your mom's like, you don't have to go to school. Oh, yeah. That's just the best. And then like That's she starts making waffles or pancakes. This is the <laughs> best thing ever. That is so true. And I miss it. I think you and Brian would get along. He, it's a, I, I feel like that's such I a do. Brian, like, best day ever. To, uh, <laughs> just like, yeah. I think Brian and I would get along. I think Jake and I would get along, so. Would you get along really well? Jake and I? Yeah. He does like blondes, but short hair blondes. Well. His girlfriend has short would hair. Would you cut well. your hair for <laughs> Brian? <laughs> Piper has no. longer hair. Or not, not long hair. Well, she, yeah, it's longer, I guess. Yeah. You would, I wouldn't call that short hair. Yeah, no, she has longer hair. We'll ask the fans out there. You guys can use that hashtag, oh, ABTV God. Limitless. Let us know if you think Amanda is right for Brian. Reply yes or no and include your reasoning. That's hashtag ABTV and Limitless. And be nice, please. No. I mean, tell the truth. They're going to be like, be absolutely not. Why would she ever think that? We hate her. No, 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 no. No, you're great. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. I mean, but speaking of Brian, I do want to kind of wrap up um, him in this episode because we see him basically bow out. We see uh, he must have taken his name tag off of his cubicle. Uh, Stavros picks it up, basically. Um, I mean, where do we see him? Do you think he should step down? Do you think this world is even right for him? I mean, I can't imagine just taking NZT is like a suitable solution for the rest of your life. Well, you know, he can't anymore. He doesn't have a supply. Right. So, yeah. But I mean, I mean, given the, these next two episodes, do we think specifically with Brian, before we get into uh, bigger predictions, do you think he is going to, do you think he even should go pursue NZT forever? I mean, finding Piper, getting the antidote, and using it religiously. Or... Is he type of person who can just be happy going back to the old self of kind of being a, a nobody? You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, I think... That's a big one. I think Brian can, and his ultimate goal is to go back to the life that he had before. His relationship with his family has been completely destroyed by this whole experience. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a potential for a situation where things work out at the end of the season and and him and Piper reunite and he's able to take a shot but turns down the pill and then we come back next season and they draw him back in if there is a season two Um, because you know family was the overriding theme of the first I'd say six episodes of the show 
and his relationship with his dad. This is why he got into this whole pickle was to help his dad out and help diagnose his illness. Mm -hmm. And now that family is completely out of his life. Um, his sister, his mom, and his dad are all gone. So I think his ultimate goal in all this over the next two episodes is find Piper, get the shot so that I don't have to take NZT anymore. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that he he's happy being himself, and I think if he has Piper alongside him, he'll he'll be he'll be really good. But I do yeah, think he that. Will. Oh Sorry. my gosh! <laughs> Here we go. Um, but I do think that he it might maybe it'll be some type of relationship where maybe he's not on NZT, but Piper is or something. Like I think he still would want to be involved with with solving crimes or helping people. I think he he's gotten addicted to that. Maybe not all the, you know, FBI stuff, but I think he did enjoy helping people, solving cases, things like that. Interesting, interesting. And if I he mean, had Piper by his, his side, she might, you know, they might be like a little team, a little duo. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see the happy ending of, of uh, Brian and, and Piper kind of ending up together and, and doing what he said, it, it going off and just leaving everything behind. Having said that, I think that Brian's superpower, if you can call it that, is his ability to kind of give up NZT for something he believes in. He cares so much innately, like as Brian cares so much about others, that he's able to put that in front of his own ambition, which means he can step away from NZT. He did that at the end of this episode. He gave up basically this this life of NZT, this with working with the FBI for Rebecca. Like he didn't right. even really ha I wouldn't see at least any inner turmoil about that. So his ability to walk away, I think, is the reason why he has to be the one to take it. Hmm. Because if you can't use Re Rebecca. I mean, she would be, I think, obviously dangerously smart, yeah. but dangerous to herself. I don't think that she'd be able to stop. And because she has a naturally like addictive personality, both you know, with her her family's lineage and drugs and the fact that she just is a problem solver. I think that she would be, she would almost take the drug like on a 12-hour basis and never go to sleep and just, you know, die of exhaustion. Right. Um, right. Where Brian does it to, to just help other people. And if he realizes that if, that he can help people more by stepping away, he's going to do that. No problem. Yeah. Um, so, that, I mean, that struck me really, really hardly when he was not really sad. I mean, he was – there was some disappointment. There's some, you know, when you whenever you choose a life path, um, there's always some type of regret or, or um, sorrow about, like, what you're giving up. The grass is always greener. But it was interesting to see that he was happier making sure that Rebecca was okay. Um, than even worrying about like what he's gonna do tomorrow, or if he's you know, if he's even going to look for Piper, mm -hmm. like he almost hadn't even decided that he just made this decision and was like, yep, that's happening. Um, and then she reminded him that she was like, oh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, are you gonna find Piper? Are you gonna yeah. try to stay alive? Um, so that's really interesting. His selflessness, I think, is really why in in turn he has to take the drug he's going to uh, right. so if they're you know for uh season two or moving forward with his own life i think that he he can't get out i mean they're going to make sure that he stays a part of the team because he 
has that ability that that no one else does. Maybe he'll be the janitor. Maybe. Maybe. I, I could see him being brought back as like a junior analyst or something, even though he's off NZT, just to be part of the team at the end of the season so that mm-hmm. potentially he's there if but there is a he... season two. Okay, maybe. All right. Just from what I know about corporations, <laughs> they're not going to pay somebody to do something unless they're top notch. Well, I mean, he's, he's like, done what would, some Like, what does he bring stuff. to the table? He's brought a lot. Not, to, what are you talking about? If he's, he's not brought, NZT. He's saved the world countless times. I mean, I think true, but I think he can reflect back to his um, very star-studded resume at this point. I don't think NZT erases your experience, though. I I think your point is, look, he hasn't done anything without being on the drug. Um, I think what JB is saying and what I'm saying is that I think that he's been through the trials. He's helped solve all these crimes, so he at least has some basic knowledge of solving cases. He has experience now. Right, process knowledge. All right, fine. I I give in to that one. Nice. We love it when she sees our way. Well, with that, let's go on to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right, so we're coming up on the finale episode. It's broken up into two parts. Uh, we do take a week off, but for when we come back, what do you guys think is going to happen? It's going to be a two-part episode, so will there be sort of a mid-cliffhanger? Obviously, the storyline has to be big for them to do a, a joined episode. We've had some where it's referred back to previous episodes, like like tonight, for example, but this, I think, is the first part one and part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys see happening? You Me can go first. first again. Okay. <laughs> I will Courtesy say that I think he will find Piper. I think Brian will find Piper, and they will find a way to get a shot that can free Brian of this. But that Senna Nomura is going to come back and make a real case for Brian and being a part of the team and continuing to take NZT for whatever end that may be. I don't think this is the end for NZT with Brian. As much as I'd like to see him take the shot and ride off into the sunset with his family and his relationships repaired, mm-hmm. we cannot forget about Senator Moore. He's running for president out there. He's about to be in a very powerful position, and one of his prime enemies looks to be eliminated at this point. That's Mr. Sands. And so now the the plate is cleared for him to take over and see through whatever he wants to th- see through. We saw a, a rice grain earlier in the season that would feed thousands of people that he said. Uh, limitless energy has also been a part of this show so that there's you know cost-free energy for everybody. I believe there's going to be some very big and good things that Senator Moore produ- uh, proposes to Brian that he says can only be achieved if he stays part of the team, and it's going to be a really powerful lure for him to stay on board. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think I think Senator Moore is going to come back into the picture. I think he's going to want to get more involved and have and have Brian do something. And I also think that the part one and part two, since we are talking about something that he might die from, I think the end of the next episode is going to be him near death. That's great. Brian and that's going death. to be the cliffhanger. That's going to be the, Ooh. oh my God, does he... Is he does he survive? And then the second episode will kind of wrap things up, and there'll probably be some like littler hangover, or hangover cliffhanger, <laughs> but but um, it won't be as crazy as next week. Interesting. Well, I, I could I'm not be curious. more curious. I love the fact that they're literally finishing it now, so yeah. no one knows. That's right. Um, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. I think that 
the Piper loose end is the biggest thing we have, or in my mind, sticking out as as something that needs to be dealt with for Senator Moore. I mean, if Sands is in fact out of the picture, you know, whatever plans he had with with Piper is now exposed. Senator Moore knows what he was doing. Knows, I mean, he could even have people visit Sands. Like, there's so many other plays now that he is aware of what happened and that he was essentially taken out of the game by Brian. So I think, you know, they're going to continue this mutually beneficial relationship for the time being, knowing that, you know, Eddie Moore has to insulate himself um, a a few more times. Mm -hmm. He's obviously going to be very good at that, having uh, taken NCT for so long. Um, You know, that line in last week's episode of him saying, like, I'm thinking so far beyond the presidency, you can't even imagine, right. uh, was really telling. I think that he's, it, NZT is almost like compound uh, it, itself, where you can keep growing as you use it. Like, you keep getting more and more intelligent as you're using it continuously. So to see sort of, like, the type of global problems that he's dealing with, you know, I don't know if he is concerned with something as small as, as Piper where he could just um, solve it so quickly. Like, yeah. you know, that's a – it seems like – I mean, how he was dealing with Brian was just like, oh, you'll figure it out. Like, this is – I'm <laughs> barely able to send spend 10 seconds with you talking about it uh, <laughs> because I have so much global stuff, like, on World my plate right now. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think that Brian really has uh, a genuine thing with Piper. Would obviously love to see her back in the finale episodes. Um, but I, I don't think that Brian's going to be able to get out of NZT. I think that he, maybe that is the key, actually, is Piper and her safety. Thinking again where Brian gives up his own Ambition. I mean, he doesn't really have a lot on his own, but I think he will put himself back in harm's way to help Piper, knowing that she is obviously in in distress right now. Mm-hmm. Sands in jail. His henchmen are not. If they had uh, Piper, I think the first play out of out of the villain's handbook is sort of that using that ransom to get Brian to do something or to get uh, Sands free. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Cool. We'll see. Yeah. Well, um, until next week, where can the fans find you guys? Hey, you guys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. And I'm Amanda Richards. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AmandaFTA31. Awesome. Well, you guys can find me, JB, at HeyJohnBlake. See you guys two weeks from now. See you in two weeks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.